Hey everyone, I hope you're all brilliant and I don't know who all of you are but I hope that you're really well and um, I'm going to keep talking about the same subject matter which is kind of this return to like our wholeness. It sounds so fucking self-helpy but it's not. I don't, this is again my journey, it's not your journey everybody's having an absolutely different experience of the universe um and she's not gonna you know we don't know beforehand what it's gonna be but if you're in the broken crockery shop as I call being in this life and it's a great thing because there's so much to learn everybody's learning it in a different place right um so I've been what I've been talking about is um trauma and I and I not even Okay, I think I should rephrase that and reframe it. It's more about um, we collectively arrive powerless, barely conscious, unknowing. You don't choose. Again, keep saying that. Some people think we do choose before we're born. We choose to, I don't know. I have no idea. All I know is a little tiny granular experience I've had in this life. Um, And... In that arrival lounge, imagine that, like you get off the plane, you come out of the womb and there you are, you know, now you're plop in somebody's home as a little baby in a crib. You know nothing about these people, you know, don't know what they're carrying, you don't know, are they going to be nice, are they going to love you? And all you are, and I love it that the Indians call it Wakanisha, sacred children, it's just so beautiful is this magnificent piece of divinity and you're just all you're pumped with the energy of this incredible universe which is creating a zillion stars and planets and it's just it's pumping out genius and creativity and itself everywhere so you're carrying 14 what we know is 14 billion years but i'm sure much more we have a very restricted view so okay we're all arriving you've just arrived you're in you know you just came out the womb plop and now you're with these two people and you have not a clue who they are you're barely conscious you just want to feed and poop and feed and poop and you know you're waiting like a little flower in a garden to be loved I mean you already have your own little handbook they don't really need to do very much because you're already a magnificent piece of the universe you just need a little watering some love and some safety and here you are. And then along comes a fucking dump truck of shit. What are you going to do? Nothing. You can do nothing. Nothing. You are divine, however. But whatever happens is happening without you. So if you don't... So if you're smothered, let's imagine it's almost like this magnificent diamond and suddenly this huge truck of shit just shows up and dumps itself on you. Then no one's reflecting you. No one's love. All the nutrients that you need is reflection, love, care, and someone just to guide, you know, guide your magnificent energetic power. Now here comes the dump truck, shit's on you. Now you're like, okay. I have no access to who I am. I have no reflection. I have no love. And I've got to survive. So what am I going to do? I'm going to 
go along with this shit because I've got no other choice. I've got no choice. If that bastard beats the shit out of me or he rapes me or she doesn't love me or I'm abandoned, whatever. Now, the game's against me and I have to figure out, and I, and I don't even know, I think you figure out, and that's the one thing about ayahuasca is like, how did I survive? What? How did I negotiate in my, sense, in my thing? Rape, abuse as a child. How did I negotiate that? You don't. You do not negotiate it. Something in your system negotiates it. Like, I blanked out. I'm only now recovering surface, all this shit's coming up because of the ayahuasca that went, you know, through all the layers. It's been a while. And what is this energetic thing in my system that's still holding on? Well, I just found out not only was I sold for sex, but I was abused by my own father. And so, like, so, again, in that, in that collective realm, in that waiting room, in that arrival area, you do not choose. You have no power. So people say, oh, take responsibility. I can't take responsibility for what happened when I wasn't fucking there. I wasn't there. However, something in nature... You build something. It's awkward. It's ill-fitting. It doesn't walk very well. It doesn't function very well. And it's very paralyzed and it lives within the confines of that relationship that you built with your owner. The dog on the leash. And you know it's wrong. Something inside you... You know, you may have the most, most perfect marriage. The most incredible life. But something is wrong because you have little distractions like my drug of choice is Netflix. I will binge on five shows of what was it, Woman from the South or something, the, the woman who's a drug dealer from whatever. If I'm avoiding, if I don't want to see the next step of this journey, if I don't want to see the whole if I don't want hell to be opened up, I will I will binge. Some people will in a worse situation, have other things that are not good for them. Heroin, whatever it is, a distraction. You shop, I don't know, you spend too much money, whatever. You like barnyard animals, whatever it is, it's not about what's happening. You're avoiding the pain that's sitting in your system, screaming out, that's navigating. And my friends, this is not an easy journey. And I've heard people on podcasts say, oh, you know, grow up or take ayahuasca once and that's it. Why are you going back? And no, this shit, this code, you know, I consider myself pretty intelligent, I think. Right. I've read all the books. I've done all the work, but I am still tearing down this fucking dragon of this code and still trying to accept that the person that was my father was a pedophile and that the person that was my revered father sold me and that my dear mother, who was also submissive to him, didn't do anything. 
I'm not here to rant about them. It's just the fact. Because the only way I'm going to be free is when I actually see everything. When I experience everything, when I go back into the vault, when I go down underground, when the Yankee Stadium lights are shining on all those little creepy, crawly, vile little creatures that are running around keeping me down. Like a balloon. They're holding the weights of your life down. And I can rant and rage. It happened. Like people say, oh, you know, people just have to give up their story. It's not a fucking story. It's like if a, if a, if a meteor hits the earth, it makes a dent. It affects the people on earth. Like the dinosaurs were wiped out, supposedly, by a meteor. I think that's a pretty big deal. In the same way that if shit happens to you growing up, it's a big deal. You don't have a meteor hit the earth and then go, oh, no problem, we're all back. In the same way that, a, you know, a bug hits a population, it's not like, oh, everything's fine. The difference here is that it takes a long time because the way this thing is coded. A child does not want to give up their parent. I, my invention of them was absolutely stunning. My tableau of the perfect father, um, you know, PR'd by my mother. Oh, he's such a fantastic human being, you know. All the while, I was depressed and sad and, you know, was miserable. But my fantasy, I had to build a fantasy around the devil. If I was to survive, and that was strategic. I had to forget, I had to blank out from the truth if I was to survive. So all of this stuff and is, is, is tough. And some people might just, again, wake up and it's over. They might have an accident and suddenly the whole world kind of, you know, like a domino, just rearranges itself. But if those emotions are deeply held and they inform your energy, your every cell in your body, because it is informing every little piece of DNA in you, then it's like the elephant. You don't really see it. You feel its tail and little by little, as the light shines on the darkness, the whole story is dredged up. Like from the bottom of the ocean, it just is pulled up. And in fact, it's interesting because I always imagine myself that I was just, I was in the bottom of the ocean looking up. Now I thought, okay, little by little, the truth came out. I was abused. I was sold. What I didn't, I think the biggest part of the story was I didn't know that my father abused me. He figured he had his wife and his daughter as his harem. I mean, really? Here we are in England and here we are so terribly terribly and really we're living in Dante's hell but in my mind I am fantasizing it into like you know like the 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 sugar puff you know you get in the fair I'm just sugar puffing every day pink little strands of like fantasy around this shit because I can't deal with it because I can't think that the person that's supposed to educate me is fucking me 
I don't think he did that. I think he did other things, but I'm just saying, in the context of yuck. So, I think, you know, what's required in all of this is fearless honesty, which comes as you get more and more into the, you know, into the tunnel. The fearless honesty is both the most difficult thing, but it's also the liberator. The fearless honesty about the feelings that you really have that you shut down is the liberator. The great honoring that this is not you. None of this is you. And what they say quite often is, in the end, it's not the event that happened that's bad. It's the worst part, which... I mean, I literally had my girl, brought, my little girl brought to me upon my lap. It was so bad. And she was dead. Not dead, but literally unconscious. Which is what I've been, is unconscious about it. The ultimate liberation is connecting back to love and to source. And love, self-love, is the greatest gift. Because when you're thrown out of the house, when somebody shuts you out, when you are denied your wakanisha, your divine sacred childhood, when you're denied this incredible powerful divinity that you are, then you don't live. And what you build is not you, it's, it's, it's a prop, it's an outline, it's a awkward, difficult. It's like a, a very badly made Frankenstein. It looks good. It's got all the right, it's got the Prada bag and the Chanel shoes and the whole shit. Great haircut. Love that haircut. Fuck. But it's a Frankenstein. It's not the palpitating, huge, powerful, natural, spontaneous flow of the universe that just moves. This thing lives in pure terror and as I can't remember the channel that great guy said you know whatever is made in terror will deliver terror in other words I can't manifest anything if I'm in terror because I'm shrunk I don't have any tools I have no access to anything and all I do is okay I'm gonna want that over there and him over there and her over there and I want her to be I'm always over there because I'm being weighed down, I'm being paralyzed by something that I have no access to. My code can't access it. And yes, you may go to therapy and you'll figure out that yes, your father beat you and your mother, you know, made you wear this ridiculous ridiculous outfit and made you feel bad and blah, blah, blah. But at the end of the day, it's the emotional restraint that you've created, that you've built. It's the emotional that lives in your body it's not the thinking about it it's not oh I know that he beat me it's the actual feeling it's the actual that, that feeling of that little child that you're hiding that pure terror it runs across my chest like I can feel it it's exorcising those feelings. So, for example, I was working out today and there's just, you know, I carry a huge energy body that is a dragon, a monster, a just 
which I think I inhaled, which I, which was so terrifying, it literally imprinted itself on me. So I would refuse myself. I think, what were they saying about this? That, you know, it's not just the fear, but then the fear builds the refusal of you. It's just a double whammy. You're terrified and then you yourself are refusing yourself. So that's another barrier you've got to get through. And that's another barrier in this journey. And there's been tons of them. Most of them have been, they come up like animals and all sorts of interesting things. Again, if you're an Excel sheet person that lives in this very materialistic, you know, how much is it worth world, this will mean nothing to you. But if you can imagine that there are many dimensions and that this world is much bigger than our tiny little version of it. It's more than aisle five in the Target store, you know, under this is your life. It's more like the whole fucking universe. Anything is possible. Many dimensions, a lot of shit going on. So if you can get past your like, you know, little tiny version of the universe, which we're editing all day, every day. I think we edit like 10 zillion pieces of information. I don't know. And that's why we're really good at hiding stuff from ourselves. Um, then you'll see that, you know, you can, there are energies and that there are, I was, I just lost my train of thought there, but yeah, going back to it, like, you know, I have, like, I've been digging, 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 now I'm up against this, like, other, this, this energetic body, it's like coming out, like, when I work out, it's like, it's like growling and it's making these, it's like coming out of my mouth, like, it's in my system, it's an energetic thing that needs to be torn down. And what I realized today was, oh, I'm seeing the guy on top of me. That's my dad. I'm in a crib and somebody's got their pants down. That's him. Right. So it surfaces and it comes up again, little by little, according to how much you can take, how much you're willing to see. And you know, whatever you do, whatever, you, whatever your drug of choice, I don't, again, mine is Netflix, thank God for Netflix. If I'm binging, I'm avoiding. If I'm avoiding, I know something's coming up. And I don't want to face it. And today it was like, here it is. He was the one as well. And it's bigger than you think. Okay, so now I'm ready. I am ready to see that because I've seen a lot now. Okay. Um, and what's interesting is that when you, for me, this is again, cause I did ayahuasca. So I felt like I've had access. She, and I, again, it's a she to me for everybody. It's a different thing. Everybody's it comes as a different metaphor or energetic thing. And, you know, let's not limit ourselves to anything. Let's just blow everything up all day, everywhere. I mean, I was listening that the, um, this book called When Plants Something Talk or Speak, I don't know, but there was this fantastic thing I heard and it was like there's this community in South America that every year they tear everything down and start go somewhere else and they start all over because life is about creation and destruction and this whole notion of being safe is crazy. There's no safety. It's part of life. You know, you're gonna be born and die, born and die. it's all about creation, destruction. And the more you surrender 
the more you grow, the more you get back a piece of that consciousness real estate. Like if I'm sitting here and I'm holding on to everything and I'm like, oh, I can't let anything go. And I'm like, you know, and this little, like, it's like being at sea after a fucking shipwreck and you've got five things you're holding on to. And it's like, if I let this go, I'm going to die. Die? Well, just die. And I don't mean physically. I mean, let it all go and see what comes up next because the universe will give you something else. And if you don't do it, she'll do it for you. She certainly did it for me. It's like, fuck you, Maria. I'm going to kick you off a cliff over and over and over. So at this point, I'm, I've gotten to face, I'm getting to see this energetic body, which literally the other day I was in bed and it was like, I could feel it. It was everywhere. I felt like one leg was shorter than the other and... It was like coming out of my mouth and my body. It was just like, okay, I'm just going to let this thing. So this is the thing I never wanted to see, but it's in my system. So I'm just going to keep surrendering and let it come out. It's energy, right? So it's got to come out. And it came to me in a very lucid dream. Um, what was it? Four, five years ago. I have no sense of time anymore when I was meditating I had this big kundalini experience and the dream was there's a monster in your attic and you've got to go face it basically and I didn't realize which I should have realized because it was in the attic that it's actually inside of me so that imprint of that terror of that man is in my system it's in me as an energetic breathing thing and I have to dismantle it and I think I don't know really but I for the moment it's like I have to see what it's terrifying me with and what I'm beginning to see which is something I, I didn't acknowledge is that he abused me I think that's one of the pieces that I didn't really want to acknowledge or that was so blanked out which is why that monster is still kind of around so that was the next piece of like the pain I don't want to see, the, the binging on whatever show, whatever. So why I talk about this, and I'm talking about it in a way that hopefully will help you, is that if you're distracting, and again, we do it, and it's okay, and there's no big deal and whatever, but just the more real estate of consciousness we get, the more we're freer and happier. I mean, it's just, it sucks to know. It sucks to... to, to see all this shit like oh for fuck's sake to feel it to relive it believe you me it's like but this thing I want it all I want it out of every cell of my body if there's anywhere in my system that is holding any tiny darkness I want it I want it to be seen but clearly my body and my system can't let it all out in one go it's just too shocking to the system so the way this is working is little by little I get to see the whole elephant and the more I'm able to release energetically the less fragmented I am the more whole I become and finally I can fucking show up like the more you clean out the toxic waste dump that you were you know poor little things all of you it's awful any little child I look at them, I think, oh, I see a little four-year-old, a little two I think, oh, my God. They're so tiny. They're so powerless. They're so sweet. How could anyone hurt them? But they do. 
all the fucking time because they themselves are out to lunch. They themselves are blacked out, unconscious, living in their own little tiny, you know, piece of iceberg that's, you know, whatever, floating. So you're not responsible. I don't give a shit. You know, you're, resp- you're not responsible. I didn't come here when I was two and three, you know, brandishing a, you know, um, a certificate from, you know, from Harvard Law School, <laughs> you know. I didn't come armoured with an AK-47. And interestingly enough, speaking of AK-47s, in one of my ceremonies, when I was at the ju- in the jungle, which again points again to all this kind of like dump that's around us, like literally sitting in a waste dump and I can't see any of the garbage around me. In, in one of the dreams, I think it was, or ceremonies, I don't remember, but literally I was with my husband in bed and I go to the bathroom and in the bathroom are all my children and they're all armoured up. They all look like they've been in Vietnam. They've got AK-47s. They've, they're all on the run. And I had no idea, right? So the universe gives you metaphors, gives you dreams, gives you whatever. But ultimately, it's pointing to face it. Don't distract. Keep facing it. Because that is how you get your power back and it might take a second or it might take 20 million years but go get yourself back because in the end you are as the Indians call you Wakanisha you are sacred divine you have all the magnificence of the universe within you so don't let a few shitty people rob that from you or force you to live a life of fear and suffering go face it now don't wait to come back in another life or whatever I don't know I have no idea I never I don't know how that all works I'm certainly not a mastermind on the afterlife let me tell you um but yeah like go face it you can because you already have this incredible divinity within you and yes it's hard because the ego and the code and the whole thing is very scared and it was built out of fear and but you are oh so much more powerful and I say that with enormous confidence you know but believe you me I'm you know shit scared 24 7 but the more you keep burrowing in the more you see the more you surface the more you surface the more someone else can't terrify you, the more you die, you realize, when I say die, that you see and you surrender to something bigger, love returns. I don't know how else to explain it. You find so much more love for yourself. You find so much more honoring to yourself. You give back every single diamond that they took from you and that my friends is genius it's not about your 10 zillion dollar Ferrari or your Prada bag or your house in Beverly Hills or your fake titties at the end I just want me home 
And I want to be connected to the universe. And I want to be home, part of this huge thing. Not struggling against everything and struggling to be something I'm not or struggling. I don't just want to be me. Thank you very little. That's all. And if I have to clean up this toxic waste dump for eternity, so be it. I want to go home to the mothership. Basically, back to everything that is and will always be. And that's here. That's support. That's love. That's love. Yes, love. Okay, bye.